Welcome to the Dr. Berg's Healthy Keto and Intermittent Fasting Podcast, where Dr. Berg takes you on the journey for the truth about getting healthy and losing healthy weight. Hi guys, in this video, we're gonna talk about intermittent fasting. I wanna give you the big idea of intermittent fasting. I'm gonna show you how to prevent problems. If you're new to this, this video is mainly for new people. I'm gonna show you how to do intermittent fasting the correct way. So this is representing 12 noon, six o'clock p.m., 12 o'clock midnight, and six in the morning, okay? The goal of intermittent fasting is to change the pattern of eating. Um, so you're actually shifting running your body on glucose to running your body on ketones, okay? And in this transition, things can happen. You can have like transitional symptoms if, you're, if you have certain deficiencies of nutrients. Um, the most common um, supplements that people take to supply the nutrients, the, usually the missing nutrients, would be salt, okay, that's one. Why? Because when you're running your body on fat fuel and less on carbohydrate, um, you're going to dump a lot of water because carbs retain fluid. So you cut them the carbs, you get rid of a lot of fluid. With the loss of fluid comes a loss of potassium, magnesium, and other electrolytes. So it's very important to add back in the salt, sea salt, potassium, magnesium. You can take an electrolyte, consume a lot of vegetables. So, but in this video, I'm not going to cover like exactly what to eat. I'll put a link down below for that. This is mainly the intermittent fasting part. So these supplements are important to uh, make the transition very smooth. So many people are deficient in magnesium, potassium, B vitamins, and so everything is magnified when they go into uh, ketosis, which is burning fat. Um, and then B vitamins are very, very important in the metabolism of you know, fats, even protein, and even carbohydrates. So we recommend nutritional yeast as a good source for B vitamins. Get the one that's non-fortified. That way you don't have to deal with all the synthetic B vitamins that, that are out there. Um, some of the symptoms that you may experience in this transition, fatigue, headaches, nausea, dizzy, rash, dehydration symptoms, uh, and also uh, uric acid symptoms. So you may have a little touch of gout because uric acid in your body has another function uh, as an antioxidant. So your body is raising certain antioxidants to actually help counter the oxidation. It's part of the healing process. But this is temporary. It's not an issue. And I'll show you how to resolve it. And you may even lose some hair if you're deficient in B vitamins. Vitamin B2, for example, is needed to metabolize fats. So if you're actually eating more fat, you're going to need more B2. You're also going to need more B1. So to avoid all these, if you take these, you shouldn't experience any of these, okay? These are not normal. These, these just show up when you actually have, you have deficiencies. So anyway, these are some things that you can take. Okay, so let's say, for example, you get up at 6 o'clock in the morning and you drink coffee. Um, if you want to speed things up, you can get some MCT oil, okay? That's a certain type of oil that will actually convert into ketones. So if you take MCT oil, it has a different metabolism than other types of fat, and you'll increase ketones, which means you'll feel like you're in full ketosis, but you're really not. You're in a transitional phase that you may be, let's say it's three days in or two days in, and you're like 40% into ketosis, but not 100%. So 
That's why you might have a tea. So to make this easier on you, you can actually take an MCT oil, build up the ketones, so you'll have not just energy, but it'll, that fat will allow you to be satisfied to go longer with your fasting, okay? Most people eat at eight in the morning, 12 at noon, six, and they have snacks in between. What we wanna do is we want to start with like a 16-8, but do it gradually so it's easy. So, I mean, you can start with just with three meals, no snacks, then you go two meals, no snacks, but 16-8 means that, let's say for example, you ate at 10 o'clock in the morning as your first meal, and six o'clock as your second meal. That actually is eight hours, okay? That's your eating window. You could actually, if you need to eat something in that window, you can. It's not advisable, but if you, if you need to, go ahead and do it. But ideally, it would just be eating two meals, 10 and six. And then from six all the way here, we have our fasting period. That's 16 hours, okay? That would be the first step. But what you're doing is you're pushing this first meal forward. Each day you push it forward. And the rule of thumb is you don't eat unless you're hungry. So you just need to go longer and longer in the morning until eventually there is no breakfast. You're just having your lunch as your first meal. I personally like to consume my eggs and bacon at as my first meal. My first meal is like right around here. Um, but that's my so-called breakfast, but I'm having it uh, at lunch, my late lunch. Some people have a blood sugar problem, okay? They're a diabetic or they have a pre-diabetic. And so they may find when they do this that their blood sugars are higher um, in the morning when they wake up. So I wanna men just mention that. I have a video on that, but I just wanted to mention that. That usually is because they have what's called insulin resistance. And another reason is that this hormone cortisol, which is a stress hormone, spikes at eight o'clock in the morning, okay? It's not exactly at eight, it could be like at 7.30 or 8.30, but when cortisol spikes, it mobilizes glucose for the flight or fight mechanism or the action that your body needs, so it needs this sugar. Um, and it also suppresses insulin. So we have the situation where we have high sugar and when we wake up in the morning. And just realize this is a temporary situation, but it would be very, very smart to exercise this sugar off, to burn up this sugar through exercise in the morning. And I really recommend people exercise in the fasting period, okay? So if your first meal is right here and you're exercising right here, you're, you already are in hardcore fasting and then you exercise on top of that, you'll, you'll see even more benefits than if you exercise right after the meal. So this is what I recommend right here. Now, getting back to this uric acid thing, citrate, counters uric acid, as in lemon juice. So maybe one to two ounces of lemon juice and water, slug it down, you can add apple cider vinegar, and that will help your blood sugars. But the citrate will counter uric acid, and also it can counter kidney stones. Some people are prone to kidney stones. It's rare, but if you're prone to it, then citrate would be very, very important. Also drinking more water would be very, very important. So then we have our first meal at 12 noon, and then let's say our second meal at six. So now we're at 18 and six. We have a six hour eating window, okay? And then we have 18 hours of fasting. That's when you start noticing some serious benefits with cognitive function, less inflammation, a lot more weight loss. Now, if the person has insulin resistance, they usually have 
fatigue after they eat and the fuel is not going into the cell. So they'll eat and they're not satisfied. And because you eat in general, there is gonna be a spike in insulin and pre-diabetics or diabetics have more insulin than other people. And that, that insulin is gonna make them tired after they eat because they have the spike there. Um, so they're gonna feel like they're, they're wanting to take a nap. But as they do intermittent fasting for a longer, longer period of time, this tiredness goes away. They'll start absorbing nutrients in the cell. They won't get tired anymore. So it's very, very therapeutic. And then of course you have the 20 and four. You're eating, let's say at two o'clock and your second meal is at six. That's a four hour window with 20 hours of fasting. You can get even more benefits from doing fasting from that. But there are a lot of people that are in their forties and fifties and sixties that have a slow metabolism and they need to lose a lot more weight. And that's why I recommend the OMAD, one meal a day. Okay, so we're gonna do one meal a day. So that would be like 23 and one, all right? So the best time to eat is later in the day or even like later than six, because when you start eating between six and nine, you're gonna be eating in a period of time where your body is more parasympathetic. And that's part of the nervous system that's responsible for relaxation and digestion. They'll get better digestion. This could be why a lot of people like to snack later at night. And in that case, I would recommend if you're doing two meals, do a meal right here and then do a snack. Let's say pistachios as you're sitting in front of the TV. So it's kind of like a meal and a half, okay? And then you work on pushing this meal forward and forward and forward to the point where you have just one meal somewhere between six o'clock and nine o'clock. And that way you're gonna eat enough food where you're satisfied. And if you're at one meal a day, your weight loss is gonna be so much faster. I mean, if you have a lot of weight to lose, why mess around? Why not just jump right to here, lose all the weight as quick as possible. Um, it's not an unhealthy thing, it's a very healthy thing. Realize that the amount of food that you're gonna eat in that one meal though, um, is not gonna necessarily be the same calories as three meals because it's just too much food. But the nutrition requirements are a lot less when you're doing intermittent fasting because your body gets really conservative and it starts recycling nutrients and proteins. Um, so you're not gonna have to worry about trying to get the same amount of calories. And if you have blood sugar problems, it's not a bad idea to add a little apple cider vinegar, maybe a teaspoon or a tablespoon in a glass of water in the evening, and you're gonna find your blood sugars will be actually pretty good through the entire night, and especially in the morning.